0: If your words and communication at work are the same as money spent in and on your business, what are you getting in return for them? Today, we're talking about how to find and change mixed messages so that we can invest workplace talk more wisely for better results. This is the Underdog Workplace Edge, where small businesses wield their size to win big. Here's your host, Aaron Colbert. In a previous life, I worked as a call center manager and I had new people join my team on a regular basis. As I introduced new employees to the team, I would share with them the the different goals and expectations that we were asking them to meet. They had really three goals as a call center representative. First, we expected them to stay available to receive calls throughout the day. Secondly, This was probably the most important aspect. We expected them to resolve a customer's concern completely and in a way that best represented the company's interest. This was considered the quality aspect of their role. Now, we've all heard that message where you call into a call center environment and it says... Um please know that this call will be recorded for quality assurance. So that gives you the idea that at some point somebody's going to listen to that call and provide that representative with feedback. I don't know if that really <laughs> happens all of the time based on the people I talked to, but it did where I was and I was one of the people providing coaching feedback on the calls. Now, um at the time, we also had a quality team, and I'm sure many large corporations have quality teams and managers, uh, both having input into the employee's coaching and feedback program. Now, the third goal for the employee was to handle each call and the work after it as efficiently as possible that was considered the productivity aspect. If you've ever been in a call center environment, you know, there are calls per hour, and that measures how many calls you can take on a regular basis. Now in a customer service role, and this is not unique to call centers, there's always a balance of working effectively and working efficiently. It's always a juggling act because if you go too far with one, the other is sacrificed. So let's say you have speedy call handling, but it's at the expense of customers who are left in the lurch and still have a problem to be solved. You don't want that, nor do you want to belabor calls when customers are waiting to have their their problem solved. And if there's other work to be done besides taking calls, You don't want an employee taking too long, just chit-chatting beyond what is polite and necessary. Now, I found a problem in how we provided feedback to our employees on juggling this balance. The measurements for quality and productivity were very different. As you can imagine, quality had to be assessed by someone listening to the call and taking coaching notes, and then they would set up time to talk with that call representative. So this didn't happen daily, but the metrics for how quickly you took calls, well, they were available every day. And it was customary for everyone to see their call productivity stats daily, and then to receive feedback on their quality monthly. Now, what's wrong with that? Well, when you emphasize the same point over and over and over, and in this case, that meant they were seeing calls per hour, how quickly they were handling the calls. That was the one data point that they had that they received by email day in and day out. When you do that, whether we like it or not, that becomes the most prominent idea in everyone's mind. And that means they will focus on that. And sacrifice the other one, which is quality. So that quality would suffer, and they would say that they were uh, stressed out or concerned about how quickly they were handling the calls. So I took that to heart and realized that you can't keep giving one piece of data over and over and over and not provide the other one on the same frequency and expect them to keep that balance in their mind. So, what did I do? Well, every time a new employee joined the team, I would explain all of the measurements and all of the metrics that they were going to encounter. And I even talked specifically about the fact that they would see calls per hour daily, but they would only get their quality measurements monthly. And we had that conversation where I would say, now, if you're the customer or you're the company, which do you think is more important? That you resolve the customer's concern or that you deal with it quickly and maybe you leave some things out that are important to the customer or the company? inevitably, they would say, Oh, well, I think quality is more important. And I would say yes. And I want you to remember that. So every time you look at your calls per hour, because you'll see them daily, just remember, that's not the whole story. And I am not looking at that, you're going to receive it. And it's going to be confusing, because you're going to hear about that over and over and see that over and over. But I want you To look at the quality measures and put them as your first goal, your primary goal, your top priority, because that is what the top priority is for me as well. So if your calls per hour are lower, hey, that's completely fine by me. You don't have to be the front runner in the pack, you don't have to be the fastest racehorse. If you have great quality scores and coaching feedback at the end of the month, How does that sound? And I would talk to them and they would say, well, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of times we just have to be transparent, but I would also try to find occasions to say, Hey, I overheard you say this phrase to that customer. And I want to say that was a fantastic way to handle a situation. Thanks for doing that. And I would try to reinforce aspects of quality Uh, shall we say spontaneously throughout the day, so that they would hear the reiteration that that's what's most important to me, that they're taking great care of the customer? Because honestly, quality should always trump productivity, but you have to have quality with a sense of urgency to protect from complacency and laziness. Um, So it's a it's a balance. But if you have quality with urgency, you will always have productivity quickly following and you will have greater productivity on a large scale when you don't have quality issues. Because we all know, if you don't have great quality, you're creating a little fire for somebody else that must be put out uh, on an urgent basis. And that's the big drain on our workplaces today is all these little unanticipated fires but i digress i get carried away talking about quality and productivity let's get back to the point which is mixed messages and how we're sending them to our employees let's talk about how this is showing up in your workplace what drum are you beating on a regular basis? First of all, think about your communication methods. What are they? Are you emailing? Are you texting? Are you talking? How do you uh, send messages to your employees today? And as you think back on all of those messages, what is that constant theme of your messages? Now, if you're trying to figure out what that is, you could just go back and look at all of the written communication. And then you can think back on all of the things you've talked about recently, yesterday, or the last few days, or the last week or two weeks. And here's another novel concept of how you can figure out what they're perceiving as the mainstay of your communication, and what that main message is they're receiving. You could ask them, you could just say, hey, I talk to a lot of different people, but I want to know what you think my top priorities are based on what I'm constantly telling you. And just ask them what is floating up to the top on what they perceive to be the most pressing items. Now, once you figure out what that drum you're beating is, and what that consistent message is that you're giving them, then you have to figure out is that the most important thing that you want everybody thinking about all of the time? Is that addressing your greatest concerns for your business right now? Is that the top priority? If it's not, then it's time to fix it. So you need to change that drumbeat, if you will, to whatever the main message is that they need to focus on, that they need to be thinking about and pondering in every interaction or as they engage in their work every day. Now, another thing you might consider is if you've got things that you've been focusing on and you're saying, hey, I can't just let these items fall off of the radar. There are certain things that we need to focus on every day, but there are additional things that... We need to move forward on a a continuous improvement process. So maybe you have identified a process problem and you're trying to address that while maintaining the quality of your business, maintaining the productivity that you're already experiencing. Great. What you can do is take the maintenance aspect of keeping the engine going, keeping the hamster wheel moving, and give that to your employees what that sounds like is this, you approach a conversation and say, Hey, so and so I want to talk about improving this process or resolving this gap in this particular process. Um, But we also need to take care of our existing business. So first, tell me how that's going. And let them inform you instead of you talking about things. And then say, okay, so let's talk about how we're going to approach this new initiative. You have the bookends to the conversation where you begin it and you end it with what's important to you, what the top priority is for the business. Meanwhile, you ask them, to keep in mind that they can't let everything else slide while they focus on this. But this is what's most important to you that you're entrusting the maintenance of the business to them while you work on this uh, new idea or this new opportunity to grow your business in some way or sharpen it in some way. That's what it sounds like. And let me tell you how people will perceive this. Your employees will love this approach. They will love to take ownership of something that maybe you have been driving for so long. Employees love to be in the driver's seat. They love to treat your business as as if they are the owners on a smaller scale. And this alleviates your involvement and your attention to so many things at once. So entrust these things to them and share with them very transparently why you're asking them to do that. Say, look, I want to just say, I need to focus on these other things without taking my eye off of that ball. But I'm going to ask you to keep your eyes on that ball and also help me move forward, move the ball down the field, so to speak, for a football analogy, so that we can improve other things they will love being involved in new aspects of work. And so when they hear you talking about the same thing over and over and over again, they will appreciate it. It will also help them to recognize this is not a flavor of the month. Here's the advantage you have small business owner or small business leader. If you were in a large corporation, they're going to get mixed messages constantly. That's what happens all of the time. When you have a large organization, you have lots of leaders with lots of agendas. And you have many different initiatives underway at any given time. So everybody is constantly battling multiple objectives. And they're always asking the question, what is most important right now? Everybody has to answer that question for themselves. And sometimes they'll take it to their boss and ask them what is the most important thing. But usually they just take the path of least resistance. That's How it typically unfolds. Employees just do whatever's easy in the moment. And you can't blame them. This is where you have such a clear advantage that you can, because you're small enough, really engage and be aware of your communication. You're the one driving the drumbeat of communication. You don't have to worry about a bunch of different leaders in your business trying to beat on their own drums you've got yours and it's the only one they hear. So mastering the art of clearing up these mixed messages so that you can gain traction on your greatest priorities is a huge win. Do not underestimate that power. And again, I just want to reinforce that your employees will enjoy the involvement. They will enjoy Uh, hearing what's most important to you regularly. It will give them great clarity of purpose and it will give them great excitement and enthusiasm to work on those things for you. What have we learned from all of this? Hey, you, you have a drumbeat, whether you realize it or not. Go find out what your drumbeat is. If it's not what you want it to be, fix that today, this week. And if you start to lose awareness of that, put notes on doors, put notes in your car, have calendar reminders pop up on your phone multiple times a day to remind you that you need to communicate these priorities as the drumbeat to your employees. This is all about running your business with intention. I hope this has energized you and empowered you to go and find those mixed messages that you're sending in your business today so that you can move forward with consistent communication to your team. You won't want to miss next time because we will be revealing a very natural advantage you have in your workplace to keep great people. And it just so happens to be a controversial question Gallup has had on an employee survey for over 20 years. Until then, remember work smart and love people to sharpen your workplace edge. Underdog out. Greetings, Workplace Warrior friends. I want to connect with you, and connection is a two way street. Feel free to leave a podcast review. I greatly appreciate that. I would love to hear what you have to say. And if you want to be first to know what's coming next for the underdog Workplace Edge community, head over to WorksmartLovePeople.com to sign up for email updates. That's WorksmartLovePeople.com, and you'll see how you can sign up for email updates.